0: Yeah, hello, everybody. Um, don't worry. Podcast is good. Usually, when I come on here, it's because something happened. Or we missed half of the show. Recording failed. Blah, blah blah. No, 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 nothing like that this time. Show is recorded. It was great. So I look forward to. It. I, I I really enjoyed doing this one. So you know that's the uh, mark of quality on this one. But there was just one story that uh, I meant to talk about and slipped my mind, forgot to bring it up, but I think it was worthy just to mention. Uh, a bittersweet but kind of nice story in this often ooh terrible um, slimy world wrestling um, was a tweet that Kevin Nash sent out in the week. Uh, I should have brought this up already and been prepared for recording this, but I was not, so let me just pull it up uh kevin ash who for those who didn't know his son tristan passed away a few maybe um, weeks ago six six seven weeks ago or so and he tweeted two days ago uh, i never ask for anything but i'm asking anyone that is willing to subscribe to my podcast click this uh which is the name of the podcast my son passed away six weeks ago and he wanted to hit 100,000 subscribers so he could get a plaque from youtube i want to put it next to his urn thank you um, I think at the time, the podcast was at around, because it was on YouTube, 60,000 likes, I think. It was maybe halfway to 100,000. Um, this was two days ago, keep in mind. Uh, it's now up to 139,000 subscribers. And he then tweeted later that same day, because it broke 100,000 that day. Uh, I can't thank you enough. I love you all. I know he watched this. You made my year not sting so much. It will be a part of his life. You brought a beat down man to tears again with all my heart. Thank you. So, you know, I I never have, obviously we we on the podcast are big Kevin Nash fans. I've never actually listened to his podcast, but I I, you know like many others, subscribed and I just thought that that was a really nice thing that happened that obviously his son dying was a, a very, very sad thing, but the, the the outpouring of support for him i thought was very nice to see so i just i i meant to mention on the podcast forgot um if you like kevin Ash like we do you might check out his podcast subscribe as well keep those numbers going up for him and that's it so yeah now i'll let you back to your regular podcast which again one of the best ones we've done in a while very very fun so enjoy
1: another monday edition of the chair shop podcast monday night chair it's here um in in lieu of the usual sunday night edition we've been we've been preempted by the westminster dog show and also the world cup um has upended our schedule um as the beautiful game i tell you what i was out and about earlier um uh, the dog we had i've had a very busy evening of kind of logging off work and chores, 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 walk the dog. We, me and Rona did a little blitz of the house, got some household chores done, mopped and of various things. And as I was out walking the dog, I think I passed no less than four people who appeared to be watching some variety of football game on their phone while they walked to and from uh, a shopping center or pub or whatever. Um, so I, I think I'm, I'm by osmosis, I'm like almost up to date on all the, all the scores. Uh, but Joining me today, who are going to take you through all the up-to-date standings and um, XG predictions and updates on what those bloody refs are doing and my ever-dependable co-host, first of all, Mr. Joe Towner.
2: Good evening, lads. Good evening, everybody.
1: Joe Towner, walking on sunshine here as it comes closer home every passing day, every passing podcast it gets closer and closer each day. i tell you what else is coming home. If you're Irish, um, nothing except for paul on this podcast who will always be right here at home in your ears on the chair shop podcast feed paul how you do yeah, i'm on the var the uh the very audio recording that's my job it's funny people make fun of americans for like um you know not being good at worldwide sports but then uh inventing their own sports that they can be good at uh the irish do that as well but they're not nearly as financially successful with their own sports so it's like we can't even make fun of like the nfl and things like that
0: Although I would love if they called the All-Ireland Hurling Final, for example, the World Series of Hurling.
1: That'd be pretty good. They need, they need to glitz and glam up the hurling yeah. a little bit. Do
2: you know I what I mean? Renaming it would be a start because that's Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Compared to like, yeah, football, baseball, basketball, hurling. Yeah. yeah hurling is now called Slitter Smash. And and, 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 yeah, and let's him.
1: get let's get those big crazy headsets that the American football coaches wear <laughs> on this like part time manager from Kilkenny. He's like, What the fuck is he doing out there? What is going on? Why why are the American headsets on the coaches that big in twenty twenty two? No fucking chance. They have to be that big. I know. Come on because because yeah,
0: there should be a happy medium between that little thing that businessmen wore in two thousand seven, yeah, and Turtle Beach headsets.
1: Yeah, and, and like the, the fucking, whatever, Green Bay Packer coach who looks like he's trying to land the Apollo 11. You <laughs> That's know, what I was going to say. <laughs> like, come on. Anyway, we're not here to talk about American football as, as much expertise as we have on it. Yeah. We're here to talk about the good old-fashioned, beautiful game, bruv. It is the World yeah. Cup. Boys, why don't you kick us off with World Cup golf here to get us started?
0: Well, do you know when non-sport fans will do the ironic... But not even ironic, because they really don't know much about sport, but they'll do the,
1: oh, yeah, NFL touchdown. Oh, they threw the ball. And uh, yeah, I know when they do it. And I know it's hilarious every single yeah, time, yeah. baby. But that is really the amount of knowledge I have about the NFL.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know much more than there's a touchdown and they they stop every 45 seconds. Uh, for a commercial. Uh,
2: Field goals as well. Field yeah. goal, field kicker.
1: I mean, I've I I will put my hands up and say I've never tried to learn, but it, I it, completely inscrutable to me. I mean, I I it, it's weird to me to think back on the fact that like when I was like eleven or twelve, not not a lot, but I would occasionally play like Madden and stuff with my friends. I'm like, what the fuck was I? I must have just been hammering on that controller, just hoping <laughs> for the guys. I had no fucking clue what was going on, but the 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 constant starting and stopping of play. Makes more sense after my my little uh, uh, American jaunt there a few weeks ago because God fucking damn their TV is as bad as we as we think it is because obviously you know we all stayed up here once upon a time to watch the old Monday Night Raw yeah and kids back in the day this was before picture and picture okay so there was none of this there was none of this fucking match continuing in the corner while you watched a Wendy's commercial. Back in the day when we were on Justin.tv watching Raw, it was just fucking we're cutting to the ads. I can I can uh, rest assured everyone, it is still the same. Like, like you know, we'd stick a fucking episode of South Park on in the hotel while we were getting ready to go and do something. And it's like they would come back from break, do a joke, and then go to another break. I was like, what? <laughs> How are they living over here? What the fuck is going on? How is this the entertainment capital of the planet? How is this the way they watch television? It's crazy.
0: But one thing that doesn't have commercials is uh, the World Cup. Um, on the BBC. Especially on the BBC.
2: Well, um, well OTA, is that ad funding? No, we have ads.
1: No, we, we pay a TV license fee and we get ads. It's the best of both worlds, Joe. <laughs> oh, my God.
0: We not only have ads and pay for the TV license, but we have also the most bland pundits in existence. We used to have... Uh, You know uh, Danger Dangerous pundits Who might say something A little bit Non-PC yeah. <laughs> You know we had We had Eamon Dunphy The famous yeah. Eamon Dunphy um, Let me throw out a, a Dunphy code here I'll tell you I'll tell you who, who he is He's the one who Left his wife and ran off With a
1: young one Which happened uh, during, uh, during I mm-hmm. believe a World Cup broadcast Um, And now Bill, we have The wokes won't like That I called her a young one But that's what she yes. is
0: <laughs> Now we have Um you know Kevin Doyle and Stephen Kelly, uh oh. two of the most boring men ever to exist.
1: And um, it is it is a bit of a Graham Norton to Eurovision type situation where, like you know, like Roy Keane does Sky. You know what I mean? Like yeah, all, yeah. all all the big boys from this country have <laughs> effed off to greener pastures.
0: <laughs> yeah, we did have Sunes for for a couple of years. He did some RT, and oh. then he would constantly argue with Dunphy, the pre mentioned Dunphy, who um soon s one time asked him who'd you ever manage <laughs> a, a who'd you ever and be <laughs> who, who'd you ever manage he said i've managed to stay alive for 65 and a half years baby <laughs>
1: that's the kind of content that
0: you used to get on the world cup broadcasts.
1: uh i managed i managed the team at a little university called the school of hard knocks okay um,
0: so yeah this this definitely um world cup wise has been the the least exciting from a from a broadcast perspective, um, although the football has been very exciting the last week, Joe. Lots of, um, oh, yeah. you know, the simultaneous third round fixtures threw, threw up a lot of. Uh, oh my god! Wait a minute, this team is being eliminated, and there was a a, a two minute window where it looked like Spain and Germany were both going to go out. Yeah, that's didn't happen, unfortunately,
2: but it was very exciting. Nonetheless. Uh, the the knockout game. games have been pretty good too, I think. So well, yeah, a lot because they had a lot of shocks in the first round of games. Then and everything kind of reset in the second round. So like Argentina winning, etc. But that yeah. meant it was very even going into the third round. You know, there was no one too far ahead. Only three teams qualified, so it was very open. So yeah, it was great. I think they should just I don't know, play simultaneous games all the time. It's much it's like being on your phone and watching TV at the same time, you know, it's more interesting than just watching TV if you've got two games <laughs> going on. You know, they okay. could do it with wrestling as well, have two wrestling matches going on at the same time and you can kind of switch back in between two of them when it gets boring, mm. you know what I mm. mean? They can figure Nitro out and, and and Raw. Basically, yeah, that's that's ideal. But yeah, very good. And then some interesting, uh, some interesting knockouts. I mean, it's gone to form so far, Nothing, no big kind of upsets really, yeah. but... Decent, decent enough games. No real stinkers. Well, I did. I didn't see Japan, Croatia today. Um, I was out, but yeah, no, yeah, no. okay, yeah. No. I probably would have just been disappointed that Japan didn't hold on. So, yeah. I'm and trying. it's looking at t-
0: at the time of recording that Korea are probably getting spanked. Gonna go the way of their uh, their brothers over there in Asia. Oh, I don't want to get into the the history of uh, Japan and Korea. <laughs> I don't know if they like each other. They might not. Um, <laughs> Uh, if 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 Bruce Lee films have taught me anything, it's that all Asians hate each other <laughs> and, and fight constantly. Um, but England, Joe, uh, won their game, and as a neutral observer, um, you know I think with with how they've been playing, it is very possible, Joe, that it will come home. Nevertheless, I think it's it's funny mm-hmm. to see England fall into the exact same trap they always do, mm-hmm. which is have a good performance. And you know, come out. And this isn't England coming out with comments because obviously this is one or two specific pundits. But uh, was it sooness? No, it no, wasn't. It wouldn't be, be sooness because sooness is Scottish, obviously. But I saw some Suness like come out with. Uh, uh, I, th- I think the French should be more more afraid of us than than we are of them. And it's like you know, you're, no, that's you're, bears
1: you're, you're thinking of. <laughs>
0: But it's your your tempting fate with with, with stuff yeah. like that, you know. Yeah. Um, I remember Rio, Ferdinand specifically in the in was it the Euros, where oh Denmark and Italy we're going to beat the shit out of the two of them. Oh, can't wait. Ooh. It's like let, have have a little bit of tempered expectations just in case, you know. Get excited. You know, football is all about getting excited. But I think um England, given their history, might not want to get. To uh, dismissive of their opponents, especially France with uh, Mbappe playing Mm. literally record-breaking levels of uh, goal scoring at the moment in the World Cup.
2: Yeah, um, I don't know how the game will go. I'm not overly optimistic, but at the same time, I don't think it's like hopeless. You know what I mean? It's it's France are good, but they've not who have they beaten? You know Australia. They lost to Tunisia. You know I mean? They're not like it's not like they've been beating top top teams. No. So I don't there's not like evidence that oh well they could be everyone. So that gives you a little bit of hope. But uh I'm not I think everyone in the eleven will have to be on their best best game. game. Really, you know, game of their lives kind of situation. Yeah. But you know, I was very pessimistic going into Germany last summer as well. And We don't yeah, know how that ended up. Southgate did the business, so we'll see. It's um, yeah. I think if they can keep Mbappe quiet, uh, there's a very
0: good chance they'll do well. And and I'm not being dismissive of English England's chances either. Mm. Here, I'm just saying it's a bit like um the old uh Liverpool before Liverpool became good. It seemed like Liverpool would go through the same cycle every season. Of yeah. they do really well up until Christmas, the fans would all get in a tizzy because they were doing well, and then they would fall apart by the end of the year. And then the next year, the cycle would. Mm. recommence i think in england get in, in that a little bit when uh things look so good that the the hype train gets a little bit out of control but
2: can i just give you a couple of stats paul
0: <laughs> most goals scored in the
2: in most the, uh, goals tournament. scored by a team in the tournament 12 england most in four cle- games most clean sheets by any team three england so mm-hmm. at both ends of the pitch, uh you know what I'm saying, we're dominating. <laughs> I I'm I'm I don't disagree. I don't disagree. I think the French are more scared of us than we are. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and the French are missing a lot of players as well. Benzema, Pogba, Kanté, Hernandez. I mean,
2: missing Pogba might be an advantage, but
0: I'm not sure. Yeah. These um days. Ooh, he's a bit shite, but not when he plays for France. Bibi. Um, who else? Well, we've Portugal and Spain tomorrow, obviously.
2: Yeah. France look yeah.
0: good. England look good. Brazil enjoyed, look very good.
2: Quite enjoyed Louis van Gaal's um, Netherlands. Red army, his orange He's army. Very, very efficient. Very kind of uh, bit, taught the USA a bit of a soccer lesson. Ah,
0: oh, poor USA. Know. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of enthusiasm, but
2: you know, it's I very felt good. the
0: brunt of Van Gaal's efficiency. Yeah. yeah. Although, did you see the video of him dancing as they came into their hotel? Yeah, yeah. And then the same hotel staff did the exact same thing for England after they won. Yeah. It's very transparent. Um, Qatari, all the hotel staff dress up in like England jerseys and jump up and down and celebrate the game. Come
2: on now, It's on almost there. as if I feel like they want to get a trip home on the team coach. like. <laughs> <please>. <laughs> Please take us, please take us out of Qatar. Yay, Holland! (laughs) Take us to Europe. I'm Dutch. Look at my jersey.
0: Okay, um, so World Cup, we're continuing to enjoy. We have a first gap of a few days with no games uh, starting on Wednesday, Mm. so that might allow me to watch some movies or something for a change instead of watching constant stream of games um otherwise in the old life um not a lot been going on i've been a little bit getting a little bit sniffly a little bit ill mm. as we come into the uh the winter time um nothing full-blown but definitely i've been blowing my nose a bit more often uh than i have been earlier in the year um but yeah not, nothing much in the old life haven't uh Really, left the house, done some more driving, doing some, doing some practice. The nighttime driving, which is a whole other experience, hard mode driving. Um, you know, I was definitely uh, as a pedestrian, someone guilty of uh, just walk out into the road. They'll see me, you know. But when you're driving and it's dark, you don't see it. I had people nearly jump out in front of me today. You basically can see nothing <laughs> in the dark. Uh, if it was up to me, i just constantly drive around with my high beams on, blind everyone I, I come across. <laughs> doesn't matter. But like, I need to see. That's, that's first and foremost the important thing. Um, and, yeah, it's crazy difficult. Driving in, in the daytime, much, much easier. Yeah. But, yeah, otherwise, not a lot uh, going on. If there is anything, oh, I've forgotten about it. I did pick up a, a lovely Lego set for... Uh, for Crimbo, go on. So I'll have that. I'll have that in um, reserve for a couple of weeks. Uh, Optimus Prime Lego set, which transforms from uh, a truck into a man,
1: from a, a box of Lego pieces into a transformer. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that. Um,
2: yeah, what about yourselves? Ooh, um, been doing a bit of Christmas stuff today. Mm. Um, so we did our traditional uh, bus ride down Oxford street. So we started one in, get the bus will go down, have a lovely look at all the lights. It's all decorated, is it? It's all decorated up. It's very, very, very busy. Um, bright lights, trees, uh, decorations everywhere. All stuff, kind of mad stuff going on. All those little rickshaw drivers going up mm. and down, bl- blasting Christmas music out. As they, yeah.
1: Uh, Selling drugs. Yeah. As
2: they, yeah, as they block the buses <laughs> and sell drugs. Um, so it's very good. So we popped into uh, Selfridges, the big uh, department store in London, which we uh, traditionally do. Picked yeah. up some uh, lovely dessert, which I'm about to be served by Michelle. Oh, look at this. Yeah. <laughs> king of the castle, <laughs> king of the castle. <laughs> hmm?
1: um,
2: we got a little wave. Yeah. We got a little wave. See that lovely little chucky <laughs> oh, wow, oh dessert God. there. So that's nice. Oh, it's glistening. Yeah. Um, Yes, yeah, so that was fun. Um, I'll tell you one thing I noticed, lads. We always have a look, good look around the toy department because mm. secretly I wish I was still you know, young enough yeah. to just get loads of toys because they're fun. Well, you are, Joe. Um, you're right, Paul. I should have got myself an Optimus Prime while I was there. Oh, Paul, they, right. also, they also had a Central Perk Lego from yes. Friends. So that was good. Yeah. Um, yeah. But what I didn't see was any wrestling toys. In oh. it's not a single wrestling figure oh. in Selfridges. Uh-oh. which. I, I can only say it's an indictment of, you know, the booking of Mr. Tony Khan. That's what yeah. Him. Tony Khan Ka- to and
1: Paul, hacks, overrated, <laughs> not
2: penetrating <laughs> to the casuals. Makes me sick. Makes me sick. So, and that was a shame. But yeah, good, good trip otherwise. Uh, yeah, then we kind of rushed back to... And the, this this was in Hamleys, was it? No, this was in, in Selfridges, which is not... Oh, a, in Selfridges. Yeah, a toy store, Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Um, I think we didn't go in Hamleys because that's an absolute fucking. Knockout. Well, they would have had wrestling. They reason, definitely, they definitely would have had the wrestling. That's that, that's
0: the family, Hunter Hurst, Hamley. Oh, oh God! So you know they they have to. Have to have God damn. Oh, <laughs> the game of
2: toy shops. Uh, so that was that was very fun. And then in other news, a bit of housekeeping. Two bits of news. So firstly, I mentioned a few weeks ago I'm going to be having a little bit of surgery. So I finally mm. got a date. So it's the 13th of December so two okay. weeks two weeks before christmas so lovely good timing um so i will be on the show next week week after that we'll see maybe not might be a group so break yeah
1: we'll update we'll, we'll closer to the time good
2: to, good to get it out of the way anyway before the the new year yeah uh and the other bit of news is i also mentioned uh employment status a few weeks ago mm. uh, Quite got offered another job today oh. so, he's, yeah. back. He's, he's back he's back baby i'm back um, that's, what the, is, that's what the cake is for. It's celebration cake. Celebration cake. Um, also going to celebrate by buying myself a new phone because uh, hell yes, I've had this one for four years and uh, you can't really see the cracks on it, but the battery is now at a point where it goes from like fifty percent to twenty four percent to ten mm-hmm. to seven. You know, in about a minute. You know, like yeah, right? Right. so. Sorry, you, it's been a loyal servant, but it's going to have to get replaced with a nice Google Pixel. I think. Hell yes, Pixel um, family, let's go. So that's that's the kind of good news and the the news. Um, Excellent. I have to say the the job does involve podcasting to mm. a, a degree, so very, that is particularly exciting. So we so may have a new good. we may have a new sponsor going forward. Yeah,
1: just but also just like good good clean show this week, lads. So Joe yeah. can send this, you know. Don't. So oh, that oh, uh, that first twenty minutes that was a bit shit. That was a mess. That was a bit.
2: The we rest of the show grace. We were doing a parody of yeah, shit podcast.
1: Uh, and okay, and that is. Uh, this is what other podcasts are like. Gough. Now Ooh. good good audio now. Okay, we <laughs> we all oh, I was reading the bloody newspaper earlier. Oh, oh my god, those god, podcasts. Right. Anyway, uh, <laughs> congratulations anyway, uh, Joe on much. the news. Um yeah, uh I don't I, I don't really have any life Gough, this week. I will say just you kind of reminded me there with your tale of uh, journeying into into town. There is a, there's a Christmas market here in Limerick. We come in a real market town. There's a there's a, a bougie little food truck market near my my gaff that I'm loving. This is really really nice. And now they've a Christmas market in town, so we ventured in there on uh, Saturday just to see what they got. And they had a couple of nice looking stalls. They've a fella selling mini, mini figures and custom Legos. I was like that's cute. They got a um a lots of little independent eateries as well. And they got like a mini donut uh, shed. Mm. And I was kind of looking around. I was like, what do I want? What do I want? And uh, they'd like a pulled pork burger thing, whatever. Amazing. I'm in the mood for something a bit more conventional, so I saw this uh this van that was just like chips, just chips in big letters. Like, well, I didn't, <laughs> I bloody love chips, so let yeah, me go over. Sign me up, you have my attention. And I got a uh, I asked for chicken and chips with garlic sauce. And the man goes, Yeah, no problem, 14 euro okay, <laughs> for this, right? And uh, I mean, he wasn't exactly keeping the business alive. He wasn't doing much for kayfabe because he took the little chicken dippers out of the bird's eye bag directly in front of my goddamn face. (laughs) And I honestly, I would never do this kind of thing because like, who's, uh, what am I going to do? Uh, excuse me, sir. I don't believe that price deserves a, a bird's eye chicken. Dinner. What can I do? It, it doesn't say fucking hand tossed no. fucking uh, uh, hand plucked chicken breast in a bap. It said fucking chicken and chips. So I, I had no, but I, I wanted to, I was like, I, I, my mouth was like, I was like, what? And so he hands me this 14 year, and it's the exact, it's the exact thing you're thinking of. It's the type of thing you would get. At a carnival or like a festival or a, or a, or a whatever. It was a little paper boat with chips. The chi- I did not see a bag for the chips. They didn't look hand cut. They did Kinds. look frozen, but I yeah, I, I didn't yeah. I didn't see the evidence. And then yeah, it was like and it was not only it wasn't even like a chicken goujon. It was the little like half moon shaped chicken nugget you'd get a bag of twenty four for anything. Just looking into the fryer and the, and just like a blob of of garlic, which must have just been garlic from a fucking Tesco bottle. 14 quid I was fucking oh the spirit of Christmas is alive yeah you're paying for the service and the experience <laughs> yeah I mean and that was it as well I mean I was just like and, and the bedside manner was fantastic it really was um, but yeah Christmas is and it's so funny because I looked around at all the other options like ah it's a bit bougie I don't know if I want a pulled pork burger let's get the old let's get the old fucking standard the standards. old special the, the, the old fucking just chips just straight chips well more for me the markup that man must be making. Oh, I felt like a buffoon. Anyway, that's enough of that. Time Didn't for they, me to not feel like a buffoon. Were they
2: deep fried. They yes. deep fried. Yeah. Can you, can you even deep fry a chicken dipper or nugget? I, don't, I, uh, I mean, I guess happened. so. They, they
1: were, uh, but but again, a, a bird's eye nugget is is pre cooked. It's you don't even have to worry about poisoning people because oh, yeah. it's like yeah, it's yeah.
0: You deep fry them. Yeah.
1: It's cooked, and so you're, whenever, when you whenever when you cook a bird's eye, you're literally just fucking preheating a cooked bit of chicken. So it's I guess you. I mean, they don't put it on the bag, but yeah, I mean. It, I was about to say it tasted good. It was all right. You know, it wasn't 14 quid's worth. Um, but yeah. On a more positive food truck note, the, the, the year-round food truck that's near my place, there's, a, there's um, a vendor there that they do a monthly rotating menu. And this month, they went back to their very first one they did when they opened, which I loved, which is all South Korean. So spicy chicken and that crisp spirals around a, a pointy stick. Mm. Uh, that's what I asked for when I went up. I said, a spicy chicken and a pointy stick crisp, please. And uh, it that was delicious. And that was only a tether <laughs> compared to the fucking, the, the fucking uh, uh, monstrosity I got a few hours later. Anyway. Yeah. Uh imagine I mean, how expensive it would have been if you didn't order the kids menu. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh and I got a little Sonic toy, so that was worth it. Yeah. <laughs> um mm. little, little uh maze And a crayon. Uh that was uh that made me feel like a buffoon. But what won't make me feel like a buffoon, time to time to regain and, and put my intellect back where it belongs on top. Is this forthcoming AEW quiz that Paul has last second put mm-hmm. together for us, Paul. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's not know. even it's not even whipped t- together, really. But uh, it's one of those ones where I just have a list of events in front of me, and I'm going to ask you about them. And if you get it, you get a point. <laughs> that's the quiz.
1: Yeah. Well, that's all right. You know, they Enjoy don't always it. have to have a gimmick. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't have to be. Uh, oh, there's a gimmick. There's a gimmick. We're there's playing. A, we're a, playing a, a AW AEW catchphrase. All right there's Mister Chips. Now he's um he's uh, <laughs> forgotten how to book the end of the storyline. Who's that? What's he doing? <laughs> is that? Oh, it's Tony Khan. Very good. No, 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 no. <laughs> but book 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 ending bad. It's not right, my love. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, he,
0: he's, he's a sir. He's a PhD. He's got what what was it? Uh, Too many titles. Oh, you're right. You got
1: it. <laughs> quiz time.
0: Quiz time. So, what the topic of the quiz is? This is because our our friend Maxwell Jacob Friedman just became. <laughs> Uh, the AEW World Heavyweight Champion recently, right? Uh, so, what we're going to do is going to have a look at AEW World Title defenses. Ooh. Okay. Uh, not including the match where the championship was actually won. We're going to talk about successful defenses here. Okie okay. dokie. So we will uh, we'll take turns. Um, I'll I'll give you the champion and which reign it was. And what I'm looking for is, um, who did they defend the title against? Um, Excuse me. Uh, Before losing it, right? Who who did they successfully defend the title against? Now, what you can do is, you can guess one, two, or three. If you think you know three answers, you can get all three of them knocked out. Got it. Want to play it safe? Two or one? Um, now, keep in mind that I'm going to be doing some negative marking. So there's oh. a here. You get one uh, point for every correct answer, but I'll take away half a point for every wrong one. Uh, so, we, do I have a coin to flip? Um, <laughs> I have. I was going to flip a four K Blu-ray. Let me reconsider that for a second here. I'm not going to do it.
1: Meh. Um,
0: I will flip. What do I have? I have the top of this. Uh, DVD case, this Sopranos DVD case. So okay. you have the side, the side says Sopranos <coughs> on it, and you got the inside of it. Um, who would like to pick? And I'm going to throw in the bed, so it'll be safe. Don't worry. I'll, I'll go
2: Soprano side.
0: Soprano side up says Joe. <laughs> That's how I know You win. <laughs> soprano side up. Hey, your eggs over here. Okay, Joe. So you're up first, uh, and obviously when we when we are crossing from one reign to another I'll let you know that we're moving to the next champion okay so you can still guess up to three across reigns if that makes any sense you can guess one from the first reign and two from the next reign so first champion in AEW history might be surprised to hear was uh, Chris Jericho and Chris Jericho did have three successful title defenses let me throw in an, an added little stipulation here right um, you can use the same wrestler across multiple. If if Chris Jericho had defended the title yeah. against the same person more than once, okay. you can yeah. use that for for two points. If you know right. that, so Jericho had three defenses. Joe, can you tell me who they were against?
2: Um, can I remember one that I'm 100 sure of? So okay, you're going to just guess I'm gonna, one. I'm going to bid for one. Okay. I'm going to go for Mr. Cody Rhodes. That's correct. That was a Full Gear 2019.
0: One point for you, Joe Barry. Over to you. Do you know any of the other two, or one of the next champions' ones?
1: Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't know any of the. I, I, I kind of know some of the Jericho ones, but not. No, I'm not confident enough to. I would go next. I'd go the next champion. Okay, next. So
0: you can have. Obviously, you're you're skipping out on the other two. So you can have one guess at a John Moxley in his first reign defense.
1: First reign for Mr. John Moxley, I would say Jake Hagar. Yeah, correct. One point for you, Barry. Uh,
0: Joe, I'll offer you if you want to pick up one of the other Jericho ones, or do you want to go for three for Moxley? Keep in mind you've both skipped them at this point.
2: Um, no, I'll go for
0: the Moxley. Okay. Well, you can
2: still guess one, two, or three. But you I can, can still. Let me go. I've got. I think I've got two. I think I've got two. Yeah. For two. Uh, Eddie Kingston. Correct. And MJF. Both correct. So three points,
0: or you're up to three now, two points for you. MJF and All Out points. 2020. And Eddie Kingston was actually the next defense at September 23rd, 2020, Dynamite. Uh, the other Jericho defenses, just to let you know, were Darby Allin and Scorpio Sky. Ah, yeah. yeah. Uh, at Philadelphia, Philadelphia Street Fight on October 16th, Dynamite, and then the November 27th, Dynamite. Okay, so we're on John Moxley, Barry, one, two, or three for you?
1: Do we have three left other than the ones uh, that you? Yeah, you had
0: nine successful defenses. Wow, okay. And we've named three of them, so there's six more.
1: Oh, God, I should know these. It was so hard. Okay, let, me, let me think about the pay-per-views. Um, oh, no, the pay-per-views have all been done. Uh, okay, um... I only know one. It's really annoying me. Uh, okay. Uh, I'll say two. Okay. Go for it. I'll say Mr. Brodie Lee. Correct. This is such a stab in the dark. And Darby Allen.
0: That's correct as well. Oh. Very good. Uh, Brody Lee at Double or Nothing 2020. Darby yes. Allen August 5th 2020 Dynamite. Correct. Correct. Uh, Joe, back to you. So we still have four more John Moxley
2: defences. Oh, I don't remember anything from the pandemic. <laughs>
0: I mean, if you want to pass, you can pass.
2: Let me have a quick think. Cause I probably, I don't think I'm going to think of any, um, God, who was even around then this was like pre punk and Brian and shouldn't be mentioning these names, but Barry knows them anyway. Um, I'll have to skip the next one, because I'm completely blanking. Okay, Barry, last last chance at the Moxley ones.
0: There's uh, there's a few more waiting there, if we can get them.
2: Uh,
1: Moxley. Oh. And this is just the first rain, right? Yeah,
0: until Winter is Coming 2020. Yeah.
1: Uh,
0: so we have Jake Hager, Brody Lee, Darby Allen, MJF, Eddie Kingston. And so there's 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 four more.
1: Uh, I, I there's one, and if you say it's right, I'm gonna kick myself, but I'm not confident enough to you're go for gonna, the negative marking. I'm gonna pass.
0: Yeah. Okay, we'll move on. Uh, we had Brian Cage. Yeah. After he won the should have known that one. Uh The Butcher. Never would have gotten that one. Uh, September 30th. Dynamite uh, Lance Archer, no DQ match,
1: should have known, known that one. And
0: then, and then Eddie Kingston again.
1: That was it, that was the oh one I wanted. I thought he had a second
0: Eddie Kingston match. There was. there was one on Dynamite, and then there was the I quit match at full Gear 2020.
1: Yeah,
0: okay, moving on, Joe. Back to you. Uh, Kenny Omega defeated John Moxley at Winter is Coming 2020. Six defenses. Um,
2: okay. I'll go for three. Go for it. Christian. okay Correct. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if this counts as one or two, but can I say pack yeah. and Orange Cassidy? That will count as one. Just one. I'm okay. sorry to say. That's one, one defense. Okay. And mm. Mm, mm, mm. was that a title match? Was that a title match? Brian Danielson. No,
0: that was non untitled That was an untitled Joe, so you get one and a half points there. Damn. What was, uh,
1: sorry, what, so what ones did he guess?
0: He said Christian Cage and then the pack Orange Cassidy triple threat okay. watch. Sorry, not Brian
1: Uh, Okay.
0: Right, Barry, there are four more if you want to have a crack.
1: Uh, I know two. You only going to go for two then? I'll go for two. Yeah, go for it. John Moxley. Correct. And Jungle Boy. Correct as well. No. That's uh, a great match exploding barbed wire death. Match, yes. And an infamous match and a, and, a, and a very good match, the other one. <laughs> yeah, Jungle Boy from Dynamite.
0: Uh, Joe, do you want to have a crack at the two remaining Kenny Omega defenses? Or do you want to go for the next champion? We'll go next champion. Okay. Uh, the last two Kenny Omega ones we didn't get were uh, Ray Phoenix, mm. New Year's Smash, and uh, Rich Swan, Impact Wrestling Revolution.
1: Oh, never in a million years would any of us have gotten that. The big title versus title match. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. Back to you, Joe. Hangman Adam Page defeated Kenny Omega at full gear
2: 2021. Six defenses. Six. Okay, I'll go for three. Go for it. Adam Cole. Correct. Adam Cole. Correct. Bastard. Brian Danielson. Correct. Very good.
0: Barry, there are three more. Do you want to
1: thank him? Okay. Uh, <laughs> let me think about these pay-per-views. He wanted it at, he wanted it at full gear. He did. He held it for
0: 197 days. Yeah,
1: he went through like three pay per views, so. Revolution? I have no fucking memory of what that main event was. Oh, no, no.
0: Revolution was Adam Cole, which which we already
1: got. Oh, okay, yes. I, oh, God, the Halo outfit. Oh, my God, Adam Cole. <laughs>
0: um,
1: Master Geek. Double or nothing. Oh, fuck um what one's did Joe say he said Adam Cole twice and
0: and Brian Denison.
1: Brian Dennison okay um I will say I know one for certain okay um God ass I only know one I can only lock in one Okay, I'm being, v- I'm being very conservative here. I don't want a negative mark. Uh, Lance Archer.
0: Correct. A very good Texas death match on Dynamite. Uh, we're missing the other Brian Danielson defense. I
1: was, uh, I knew it! Yeah, a
0: time limit draw and then he beat yeah. him. And uh, how on earth are you forgetting the March 9th, 2022 uh, Adam Page-Dante Martin match? Oh no. Oh. no.
2: Okay.
0: Anyway, so Next champion, CM Punk. No successful defenses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mid. So we Mid. go to interim champion, John Moxley.
2: Okay. Uh, Joe,
0: four, four
2: defenses on this one. Oh, fuck. Um, I, I'm going to go for one, which I'm not 100% no sure of, but I didn't get it. Konuske Takeshita. Incorrect, ah, oh! no, it, they had a match, I think, wasn't it? No, sorry. They, might, they might have had a match,
0: it wasn't no, the interim champion qualifier in his uh, his reign. Barry transferred it to steel here, four successful defenses. If you want to have a crack. Mm. So interim champion defeated Hiroshi yeah. Tanahashi at Forbidden Door twenty twenty two.
1: Of course,
0: champion. of course. But who did he uh, defend that title against?
1: G- great question. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have no fucking idea, and this is not that long ago. But it's been a very long year. Mm. Uh, God, who's who's a fucking heel on this roster that could have faced him? My God. <laughs> uh. I, I don't even have one. I don't even have one. I can only pass. Not I have no fucking one. idea.
0: Any idea, Joe? Do you want to have another crack or do you want to move on? Um, no, i have to move on. Okay, we're both passing. Um, Brody King. Very mm-hmm. good match.
1: Mm-hmm. Great match, yeah. Roosh. Never, would have, never would have gotten that.
0: Uh, Quake by the Lake. Chris Jericho. Jericho. Ah, I should have got the Jericho one. Yeah. And then, of course, CM Punk. In that
1: very...
2: Oh, match. of course! Oh. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's all on us. That, those are famous. That's a famous match at this stage. Like, how did I not get that? Yeah. Come on, Barry. Come on, Barry. Yeah.
0: So Moxie defeated Punk to become the then undisputed champion of that match. Zero successful defenses. CM Punk going to back it all out 2022. Zero successful defenses. Uh John Moxley, third reign... Defeated Brian Danielson in the finals of the Grand Slam tournament. There are only two defenses, so I'm only going to give you one each. The, the one, two, three rules out, out of play here. Okay. And then, and then after that, we have the ninth champion current MJF. No successful defenses. So we're looking at John Moxley's reign prior to losing it to MJF just recently. Two successful defenses. Joe, can you get one of them? And Barry, can you get the other one? So Joe, your first. Both the scores. The scores are <laughs> seven six in your favor, Joe.
1: Ah.
2: Um, I might as well, and I lose half a point, right? You lose half, half a point. point if you're wrong. Well, Barry well. has
0: a guess to come, so keep that in mind. I might as
2: well gamble because if I get it wrong, I'll only be half, a, I'll still be ahead, right? Unless Barry gets it right, then he'll go ahead by half a point.
0: And if you don't get it, Barry can steal the two of them
2: as well. So, give me a I wouldn't get your hopes up. I for don't that. think Barry's going to get both of them because I, who the fuck knows? It's John Moxley wrestling. Um, I pass. Oh,
1: Your really? pass. I just nah,
2: fucker. All these matches, b- fucking the same. Blurred it really, together. it
1: really does blur together. Like at the end of the day, you like, you, I'll, you, you know, I'll never forget fucking Moxley versus Jericho at Revolution <laughs> twenty twenty with the fucking all the crowd had the wristbands and shit. Yeah. All of this shit lately, I don't know. <laughs> um, well,
0: Barry Joe's passing. Do you know?
1: Okay, I got, I got at least. I, 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 I'm not winning anyway unless I get both of these. So I might as well just take a stab. <laughs> yeah um two who would be um i think i I'll, I'll i'll take a stab on one and i'll say no that's not even right no um <laughs> i don't know i like um, Sammy Guevara, I think. No, That's I have no not idea. That's Sammy Guevara. No, That's uh,
0: part. Yeah, yeah, you guys are not Not great for the old memorable matches, uh, but no, no, I think right? AEW's
1: not great for memorable matches yeah. for the last year, is the I problem. Their um, the title
0: reigns are terrible. This is the problem, yeah. yeah I mean, well, it's well like, we just had hangman page return on dynamite this week to oh,
1: John yeah no you're right yeah i should have known that one i should have known that one
0: <laughs> after he, in, he got injured in that world title match uh Nothing the other really one right. was the other one was penta in that weird oh, they, they yeah. set it up outside daily's
1: place oh yeah like okay. penta penta had a great match in mexico got a bit of momentum behind him and then immediately had a boring match on dynamite <laughs> to to balance the universe out yeah
0: uh, so there you go. That's uh, Joe. You win seven to five oh, and a half.
1: Oh, all right, great. Joe. Well done. Was, you know your you AW dad. World. He, know, he I
2: think that was luck. I think we were fairly balanced out there. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have to say, Hangman Page had the best title reign out of all of them because I remember nearly all of those matches. The rest, <laughs> right? You know. The rest of them. Fuck you know. I just need to grab my laptop charger. Just give me a second.
1: All right. While while Paul is doing that, we will we will segue over. And uh, moving to the wrestling review portion, staying on the AEW kick. And I suppose the most notable thing this week, Joe, uh, on AEW is the old MJF Regal thing. Uh, What did you make of that and the sort of broader Regal Um, situation?
2: I quite like the MJF promo, but on the other hand, it was a little bit, you know, you people... I'm a bad yeah. guy sort of thing. It was fine. It was fine. You did a good job. And the crowd went along with it. They didn't fight it, which was kind of interesting. They did seem to kind of go along with the, the bad guy sticks So it was fine. Um, and then the Regal thing, I'm kind of glad. I didn't really want him to be associated with Regal. Yeah. You know, it's, it's too kind of similar. It reminds me of, um, of uh, Jade Cargill and um, Stokely Hathaway or whatever his name. No, is that his name? I always forget what his old name was or his new name was. No, still yeah, yeah. is his current name. That's still please his name. Is, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right them two where they're kind of both a bit kind of similar. You know what I mean? And so it didn't really work as a partnership. Yeah. And that's why uh, Smart Marks um, Sterling is so much better. Um, I think a similar thing with MJF and Regal where they're both kind of the villain and the both, you know, playing that kind of role. It was a bit too similar. You need someone who can play off MJF and almost be like a lackey either a lackey or like um, Wardlow be the kind of heavy. You need that. I think you need a bit of contrast with a with a, a corner man. So I'm kind of glad they're not together. And as for, um a bit disappointed if Regal does go back to WWE. Because um, mm. I kind of just like the idea of, you know, we talk about the, the whole thing with AEW is people can move back and forth and it's better for competition and, and the whole kind of ecosystem. But... If WWE just hoovers up whoever they want to kind of be in their company, then that that goes out the window. And I think that's that's a bit of the problem. You lose all the the minds from one company attracted to the other. So, but on the other hand, I uh, you know I like what Regal's done in the sort of several months that he's been in AEW. But on the other hand, you know what was he going to do next? So if he does go, it's not probably a big loss. He's had a, he's had a good little run.
0: Yeah, I I think. Um... I mean, the Regal Legacy in AW is is, uh, a weird one. Um, I've enjoyed most of what he's done. I will Mm. say the the Blackpool Combat Club, for as excited as we were about the the possibility of the road less traveled. You remember when they were doing Mm. the Danielson Moxie storyline originally? I think Danielson even came out afterwards and said that the idea was that they would just have their match. and It would be a lot more conventional rather mm. than they actually team up. And we we're talking about, oh, that would be so interesting. What if they just team up? And that's the story. And then ultimately for a year, it just kind of didn't go anywhere and kind of stagnated. They feuded with the Jericho Appreciation Society. Yeah, that's too long. Well after it's used by date. You know?
1: I, I don't know. I, I feel like there was a, a period where that felt like it was hot. You know what I mean? It did, I think this that kind of goes back to eight ago at this stage. But, but I think that's going back to something we were kind of tiptoeing around earlier, which is just that the booking is not um, is not hitting broadly in AW, not just on the regal thing, but as as well as it was even even just a few months ago, mm-hmm. like Jas versus Blackpool Combat Club felt like a cool thing you know as recently as anarchy in the arena and i remember in the in the run-up to full gear watching them set up a, a four-way for the roh title where all the focus was on whether or not sammy and jericho would get along i was like what happened here in this feud i feel like this should be something happening a year later than it actually is like we we missed a lot of juice after that great anarchy in the arena match like um, yeah, i
0: mean it didn't have the dinosaur got hurt and of course yeah yeah you um, know the but-
1: there were various issues, but um, yeah, I, I I feel like the Blackpool comeback loves up fizzled very quickly. Yeah. Um,
0: um, I like well, I think I think it didn't really fulfil its promise either of being a, a violent, you know, the team where we'll we we'll bring in the young guys and just trade them in the way of violence and you know you bleed with your brothers and da-da. they they kind of became more or less a a, a run of the mill kind of they'd say a boring faction but um a little bit a little bit uh, i think that especially lately it's really not been helped by um the the promo skills or lack thereof don't say it out loud of like Claudio, especially who i i think has been really underwhelming I in think the last few segments he's been involved in pretty pretty bad. Yeah, um, there was the one with Jared Was a rampage last week where he,
1: he yeah, where the they where they made the final battle match and it, it could not have been he, any flatter. But he
0: he had no energy to his delivery whatsoever. He's very very limited. Like call me Vince McMahon, but I, I see it now. You know, um, <laughs> like my God, what, what an absolute. Dud of a segment, but like it seemed like he even the character it was very just in earnest. You know, I I I can't, can't sleep. I need to beat you. I need to do to prove this. Like just fucking say you're going to kick the guy's ass and let's get out of here. You know, let's have a bit more aggression to it. He's very very, and I'm not. I'm saying about the character, not necessarily the man, but the, even the character is very very laconic and just uh, not in an orange Cassidy way, but in like a almost veering into just. He just comes out and very matter of factly says his like 1970s white bread baby face, you know, I sure need to beat you this Sunday at the fairground, <laughs> promo, which <laughs> yeah. you know, it, it doesn't, it doesn't work in today's um, environment. I feel like as well we've seen less and less Moxley involvement in the in the Blackpool Combat Club. They the the, the relationship there only seems to exist when Moxley's gone crazy fighting people and Claudio or or Dyson come out to kind of calm down. Calm down. Yeah. You're not seeing Moxley and Yuda, which at, at again to your point at the time was hot and new and fresh and exciting. Then that just kind of fizzled away and Regal um, I think in, in terms of the movement between WWE and AW, you know, at the end of the day, I think it, it'll—I'll always consider it a positive, even if a favorite from AW moves across. Just that freedom of movement, I think, I think is a good thing. But Regal, I think, is a special case in regards to that, in that he didn't necessarily move from WWE to AW in the same way a uh, uh, Brian Danielson did, or you know, he—he um, he obviously was very fond of working in WWE, got the boot uh, out the door. AW was was there, was the option, he took it, and now the circumstances in WWE has changed. Um Triple H, who he obviously is very close to, is now in charge there. Like, yeah. Even if it wasn't imminent, I think it would be a matter of time that he would find himself back there anyway. Um but one thing that puts a very bad taste in the mouth is the um the stories that come out of, oh, Regal, Regal wasn't happy in AW. Regal thought the management was was too immature, but, you know, all the all the 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 vultures come and pick <laughs> yeah, the bones yeah. of the story, you know? Um, it's just like, can, can nothing just be a simple, you know, a, a Occam's razor? Is, is the simplest explanation not just Triple H and Regal are very close? The opportunity yeah. came up for Regal to go back to WWE in a role that he was very yeah. fond of anyway. Like, why does there need to be... The, the, the little rats in the sewers it yeah. at and saying well actually blah, 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 blah. you know that's that's the thing about it that gives me the worst the worst feeling about it all but you know as far as regal AW maybe maybe it's best that he that he goes in the sense of he like his purpose had kind of been served you know what more wasn't was there for him to do from from a performer point of view that was maybe interesting to him you know mm. I think the mjf thing, Served its purpose already. Um, I don't think him being paired with MGF for a month would have added any extra value to it. You know, they explained pretty clearly between the two segments this week and last week the, the character motivations. MGF used Regal, got what he needed, got rid of him. I mean, to me, that's very in line with the MGF character. Um, he kind of got one up finally on Regal. They, they explained the backstory to that in the build up to the pay-per-view like you know from a storyline perspective i'm pretty happy with how it all turned out MJF can can go on now to um uh, an absolutely ice cold feud with ricky starks for winter's coming no pun intended but like that that's got no heat behind it whatsoever um and regal yeah regal can go back and i, I assume do nxt or or maybe main roster stuff but basically the same thing so yeah you know, good for him um He's obviously a loss in the sense of someone who had worked with young talent for a very long time. But uh, as far as being an on-screen performer, if it just means that the Blackpool Combat Club... We'll get the Team Taz segment where they'll just shake hands and say, let's go our own ways. And that'll be the end of it. And then, granted.
1: <laughs> yeah. That'll, I mean, yeah. That's kind of... It feels like we're going that way, doesn't it? Because they already... like Because Regal... <laughs> It, like you were saying about mocks, it already feels like everyone's kind of their own separate little self-contained thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But on the, I mean, uh, I thought the MJF segment itself was quite good. Um, I, I, I thought it was really, really good as well. Bit, bit long, but, but you know, MJF is, is he's, he's the master these days, basically, with, with, with Punk Out the Door. I don't think there's too many challengers to his his his, uh, his throne in terms yeah. of promos right now.
0: I mean, I saw uh, a lot of negative feedback to it. Uh, Meltzer yeah, and the like were very critical. Of it.
1: Meltzer was having a, a, a weird one this week because he also he said they didn't he said they didn't explain uh, Hangman why Hangman would want to fight Mox, Which a as we just discussed in our quiz, was self-evident. and b, they did discuss it. Oh, d, was he watching it on mute or something? <laughs> um and then, and then also, I couldn't hear hangman's music. What the hell was up with that? Um, but yeah, he he was also just kind of like, uh, oh, a heel attacking a heel. What's supposed to be get out of that? I'm like, but it's character work. like it's yeah. all about, oh, you you don't have what it takes to be a real villain and then then was just like, what well, I do? And he tied it all back together with that email from like weeks ago that he read on on Dynamite. It was all oh, really it was good stuff, you know? I, I it was a little bit um it was a little bit Boil it down to his most basic parts and then complain that it isn't strictly a heel beating up a face. And you could you can do that with a million different things, do you know what I mean? Um But as if
2: heels attacking heels has have never been done before as a a way of getting them heat, you know. Yeah, heels often attack that's the whole thing with heels—they don't have friends; they just have allies, and then they can turn on them. Yeah, when they've yeah. used them. That's yeah, that's pretty standard in wrestling, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, very odd. Very odd. I I, I don't understand that. Criticism. I mean, you can you can, and maybe we're we're coming off as like overly defensive here, or whatever. But you
0: know, we, we'll call shit shit if it if it's shit. You know, um, you know, Regal had only just been a babyface. He only turned at the pay per view, which you can look at as him being sucked in by duped. mjf and duped basically and then he, he you know he got his he got his comeuppance in the sense of mjf turning on him mm. and and being written out of of the show you know more or less so i don't even think it really uh you know go veers into the shades of gray or oh heels fighting heels it's, it, like it's not like it's a mjf regal feud you know, at revolution, you know, leading to a match. It's just one segment is done. You know, I, I, don't, I don't really get the criticism of that, but I thought segment was well-performed, um, much better than what we got the previous week when Regal was out on his own.
1: Yeah. Uh, we alluded to it there a, a moment ago, but we sh- the show did open with uh, 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 Moxley uh, and he was uh, doing his Moxley thing. And then we got the surprise return of the hangman. Uh, and I thought all the stuff they did with the hangman on Mo- and Moxie on this show was great. Moxie saying, <laughs> Do you remember what happened last time? Alluding to the fact that he had a little bonk on the head and might not remember. Yeah. And they had a big brawl, a little wild brawl, which I haven't had one of those in a while, like a proper wild one where they with the security or break it up. And then they did the thing that they like to do every now and then, where later on they were still fighting backstage, like 40 <laughs> minutes later, they were still going, which I always enjoy. Uh, like that, enjoy that, and I think that'll be a really fun kind of like semi-main for for. Uh, well, maybe not. That's revolutions ages. Maybe that's, maybe that's a winter is coming match. I don't know. Mm, I
0: don't know. Winter coming is like in yeah, maybe. I was gonna say winter coming is like is in like two next weeks, week. but maybe that's that's Next week, week, I think. Is it? Next uh, week? Uh, no, the it's it's fourteenth. Yeah,
1: no, it is. It's next week. I maybe uh, I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's a bit soon for that. Um, yeah.
0: But um, yeah, I like when you have uh, a brawl like this, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna fancy book myself as a wrestler here. This is a, a brand new segment of the show. If Paul was a wrestler, he'd get blown up in two seconds. But also, um, those those apart brawls, the, the two boys who say just fucking lay it in, brother, because so many. And this was this was I think a good brawl on on the spectrum of these pull-apart brawls but so often you see one of these and they're, they're not, they don't look like they're hitting each other. Yeah. Um, you know, for these pull apart bras, I think you, for them to truly work, you need, you need to be laying it in uh, a little bit harder. So yeah, it look good. Um, Moxie did fall off the stage at one point, which was <laughs> yeah. quite funny. Um, <laughs> but like that to me added to the chaotic feel, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like obviously it, it I, I wasn't saying oh, botch. He <laughs> was just like, oh my God, he was so out of control that he, he was trying to get to him and running up the stage, trying to punch this guy so hard that he like fell off the stage. Like you, you see two, two lads fighting outside of a nightclub and one of them will fall off a curve or something. Like, it, like you see that in brawls, like that to me added to the effect not took away from it. Yeah, so very, very happy with that. Very excited for that match. Good to see Hangman with a bit more fire to him as well.
2: Bit of juice, yeah. I think they should have have a a long series of gimmick matches. That's what I'd like to see. I want to see him in a cage, in a street fight, out of boat. Just (laughs) the first blood. I think that would really like, you know, kind of war of... I think first blood,
0: especially,
1: would be
2: interesting. Yeah, something like
1: that. Oh, Moxie lose that in about fucking four minutes. <laughs> walk
2: into the ramp. They probably they
1: probably get a laugh in the building if they said that they, they were having a first blood match.
2: <laughs> Last
0: blood match, maybe. <laughs> I, I would like. I would like for a- they haven't done one yet, have they? A first blood. That mm, say no, no. no you're I would interested. like for AEW a company that uses blood
1: to maybe yeah. do a first blood match. That'd point. be cool. Yeah. That'd be pretty interesting.
0: Uh, like that's yeah. a dynamic
1: that hasn't been touched
0: for nearly twenty years at this point. I'd say.
1: It's been a while, yeah. Not impacts done a you, but not, not great. <laughs> we um, don't count that. Uh, speaking of things that shouldn't count. Uh, jumping a little bit all over the place here, but just, I want to talk about the uh, Jade Cargill segment. Oh uh, my god, Jade Cargill comes out right, she and sure does. if ever if ever there was a a person who embodied the phrase "look like a million bucks," it was Jade Cargill in this segment. My god and what was this even what what was she even celebrating getting the belt by getting the physical belt back from Nile. it was some kind of nebulous celebration that that she didn't go into she comes out she looks absolutely amazing she's got the two baddies with her and i still i still don't quite get what the whole kira hogan thing is about but she's basically kind of like the baddies are on notice you two fucking get it together blahdy blah and i'm i'm jade cargo I've noticed by the way she stopped saying "I'm that bitch." Has has that been has has the powers mm. that be nixed that? I know they I know there was a story not too long ago that they were told to maybe tone down the the, the naughty words. I don't know if "I'm that bitch" got nixed, but anyway,
2: she's, yeah, she hasn't said Tony cut the shit either. Cut the That's,
1: shit, yeah, yeah. She's those are two best bits. It's only it's only the it's only the last couple of weeks where, in general, I've started to see people say "oh shit" and "bitch" again because mm. there was a, there was a couple of weeks there around the time that story came out that you could it was really obvious they were they went down to zero do you know what i mean they really cut it down to zero the the the, the naughty language but anyway so jane Carey goes out there. She's looking amazing yeah total star Title in hand confetti she got the she got the the baddies with her there <coughs> and and what did they have for this woman on this particular episode of dynamite to capitalize on you know this uh, uh this momentous occasion getting the tbs title back and standing there looking like she's carved out of stone, you know, they had what appeared to be a cameo from Bow Wow recorded on an iPhone 4 in uh, a shipyard in Coventry somewhere um, uh, uh, where he was like stacking pallets in his spare time. I don't know where the fuck this guy filmed this thing. And with this amazing tech, uh, uh he said <laughs> and i was like and she as a professional had to say like oh what bow? i was saying this oh yeah are you and i'm like i have no fucking clue what she's reacting to i don't know if he said i'm coming to face you he said i don't know he could have gone on that fucking screen and said, next week we're having a six-man tag, you and the baddies against me, Sasha Banks, and Vince McMahon. And I would have had no <laughs> fucking clue, because this fucking 240p video they were playing on the <laughs> fucking Tron was oh, completely... Yeah. This Bow Wow thing, oh my God, it's such a dud. It is such a dud.
2: <laughs> In terms of hip-hop artists that they featured on the show, he must be 12th. Like, I... saw. Th- they've had a lot more famous people than him. Is he even real? I don't know. I don't know if he, maybe he's still a relatively known celebrity.
1: I don't know. Like, I guess people know the name. I, I, I think people know the name. I can't say I'm, I'm aware of his current chart status. I mean, the three of us not knowing that is not a surprise. Um, but, but I mean, even if you want to take his celebrity status out of it and just grade it in terms of the quality Mm. of television, we've gotten out of it. I mean, like obviously Rick Ross was incredible you know, yes. uh, a few weeks ago. And, other, like, you know, Kevin Gates wasn't amazing, but he did his thing with Mark Sterling, like, whatever, yeah. it was fine, you know. Uh, Action Bronson was fantastic, well you know. Yeah. This stuff, man, it's just so... And again, I, I, so I'm assuming it's it's Kira on behalf of Bow Wow and Person X uh, versus Jade and the baddies at some point. I saw someone on Twitter speculating. <laughs> <laughs> that it it that it could, in fact, as I was jokingly saying, be Sasha Banks coming in to team with with Kira Hogan. First of all, I'm I, I would bet the I would bet the rent money. She's going back to WWE. It's just a question of when. I don't uh, since the, since the tide has turned and Vince has left and AEW's momentum is slowed, I I don't I don't know why she would go to AEW right now. But if she was and Tony Khan brought her in as part of the Bow Wow storyline. Then that man should have to give back his two Booker of the Year awards if he did that because that's <laughs> ridiculous. Um, you know she should be coming out and fucking. Uh, I mean, I mean I don't necessarily have a problem with her programmed with Jade. I mean I don't even know why I'm talking about this. It's obviously just a uh, like a ridiculous uh, uh, fan theory. But yeah, well I mean I don't I don't know what more to say about this whole charade. I have one more nitpick about the segment that we have. Oh, go on. on. So.
0: Jade, this is Jade's celebration as you as you as you touched on right in wwe she would have come out there would have been fucking brass band there would have mm-hmm. been people in jade outfits whatever jade cargill <laughs> yeah. uh, in aw what she had was a table about five balloons <laughs> and some confetti and that was it yeah. it looked so low rent like she looked great but like we couldn't get a couple more balloons for like the ring posts or some fucking pyro Mm -hmm. or something
2: (laughs) like anything.
1: Yeah.
0: I
2: have a similar nitpick on the MJF segment, uh, which is the the Burberry belt, which I think is a great idea, but it just looked shit. If it it needed to be, like, bright beige... it looked like like plastic It needed to look, like, ridiculous, over-the-top, like, Burberry belt. You couldn't really see it until
0: they zoomed in on it.
2: Yeah, it's like, don't do it half-heartedly. Either do the Uh, full joke or don't. I
1: feel like... like, It feels like... TK hedged his bets on that one where he was like, I feel like there was probably a first draft of this idea where it was the most obnoxious looking belt you've ever seen in your life. Proper Burberry strap. The side plates are like pinky fingers with the diamond ring on it. <laughs> and then the, the the front has the letters instead of AW, it says MF or some shit like that. And then he's like, no, that's too tacky. So we've to rein it in so that it still looks like a wrestling belt that a professional organization would have. Mm. But it still has to be a custom belt for him. And so we got this, like... It looked like a palette swap from a video game. It was, like, slightly differently colored belt. It was very... It was a weird anti-climax, because I was expecting... And, the, and Tony was... Uh, as Shivani was like, Oh, my God, the worst thing. I was like, it... It's just like it's like the It's like your contrast and your TV's busted. That's all it is.
2: Like it's not. That's it. I I just googled Burberry belt, and they make belts that look like exactly what I'm describing. Oh hell yeah! Burberry Burberry print on a leather belt. They make them. Tony Khan. Come on. This is this is like Ricky Starks' big bandage all over again. That was great. (laughs) The bandage was huge. This is like a small bandage. It's not. This is wrestling.
1: Tony, fire up WWE Two K Twenty Two. Okay, go to Community Creations and look up the custom belts. I guarantee you, there's more ostentatious designs on there than what you came out with. Speaking of Ricky Starks, segue. Mm. He did a promo, and it was this was, this was far from Ricky Starks' best promo, and I'm not blaming him. Again, the booking lately is just ever so slightly silly. He says, I'm going to go into the Diamond Battle Royale next week. They're doing they're doing their, their yearly Dynamite Diamond Battle Royale, where usually the winner gets the MJF's diamond, which he has won, obviously, twice in a row, and a title shot. And this time, why do they constantly have to have four number one contenders at all times? Like, I just don't understand what the deal is with this. So they announced this Battle Royale, and Ricky, who is the current number one contender, says, I'm going to go into it and win it, which I hate that anyway um i assume he is because they wouldn't be that moronic but my god if he doesn't win oh my god if he doesn't i mean i feel like he has to but um yeah i just didn't like really anything about this
0: no uh i think if they had explained a little bit more why the winner of the battle royal doesn't win the Ring, that would have been better like no he does he does no don't they face mjf for the ring isn't that what they said
1: yeah. No, no, no! I think I thought, I thought it was, was the winner gets the ring, and, the, and then a title shot.
2: I thought it was facing. That's what I heard facing them for the ring, something like yeah. that. Which sounds fucking stupid. But then Ethan
1: Page was like, "I'm going to win the battle royale, and then next week, Ricky, when you lose but beat up MJF in the process, I'm going to cash it." He 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 did it. He implied a kind of money in the bank style. I'm gonna I'm gonna run out and have my title match with MJF and beat him is what he basically said. I mean the fact that we're discussing it. I couldn't testify. No,
2: (laughs) one way or the other. But yeah,
1: it was not. It was not well done. Um, Yeah, and again, like like Ricky just won like a month long tournament to get this title shot, and then a week before it, he's entering a number one contenders battle royale. Like I don't know. I don't know. Um, Anyway, Uh, anything else on this show that that we're forgetting?
0: Um, Well, speaking of Ricky Starks, you you have he he lost his feud with with um, old powerhouse won won the tournament. Uh, So who who are you going to have him? Who are you going to give him? Let's say you're Tony Canberry or Joe. Who are you going to give Ricky Starks? You're going to give him a big win to to build the believability for he's getting a title shot against MJF. Who are you going to put him in there with? Uh, Arya Devari. is who it is. Yes. Like I that, didn't hate that, this. That, that did nothing.
1: No, I, I I, think I even asked for this exact thing a couple of weeks ago. I'll tell you why I didn't hate it. He's beaten some big names. He's beaten Lance Archer. He's beaten Brian Cage. Those are fine names to beat. But those but are I even, people. I even said, you know, a couple of weeks ago, though, his thing is the constantly bandaged, injured baby face, which is fine. But i feel like i think i even said it i think this i think last week i said he needs to have a match where he just spears a guy and beats him in two seconds because he needs he needs not every match to be ow i'm on the cusp of death and then i just Mm. about eke out a win which so i was happy and they're not going to have him go out there and squash you know lance archer or roosh do you know what i mean
0: no but i don't know i would have had someone a bit higher up the card for him to beat than than davari
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe he can just fucking hurry up and beat Ethan Page Because I'm over this there you go. And like every time Ethan Page does anything They have to remind us of the Matt Hardy story now. I'm like nobody gives a fuck oh. About the fact that he has Matt Hardy's
2: contract <laughs> This whole owning other people's contracts thing Oh my oh, god. god It won't end No one cares What does it even mean I own your contract It doesn't make any sense um, fucking hell and
0: then finally my prediction was incorrect as uh, the elite got it one back in the in the win column to make it 2-1 in the best of seven series
1: yeah i i, I, like, I like that way you're doing it uh, i i think i think if they i think if death triangle go three up then you have i mean this is this is wrestling to a tee but then you have the foregone conclusion that the elite they, are going to win next three um yeah, yeah so uh, i i I was dubious that they were going to have seven unique matches, but I will say that, like, last week was the CM Punk uh, bullshit match, Mm. and then this week was the kind of jump at the bell fight. It was a thing maybe these six people could do with a little bit more in all their matches, but it's the kind of urgency, we're in a scrap, kind of, no dilly-dallying, no horseplay, kind of, we're just... It was a match with a little bit more urgency, and actually, kind of, I think I like this one the best so far of, of all the ones. Yeah, I like the brawling on the stage. Yeah,
0: and uh, yeah, the ending was a little bit, a little bit stretched out. There was a few finishers, and then they would go to the top rope, and then they would do the move, and then there was the reversal. And then a little bit, a, li- a little bit, um, like the pace slowed down a little bit towards the end. But yeah, but yeah overall, overall was good. I think it was, I think it was a relatively. Good dynamite, even though there were there were definitely a couple of duds in there. We didn't even mention Danielson, Dax Harwood, by the way.
1: It was really boring um, <laughs> for the most part. I thought I, I thought, thought it was okay. I thought it was okay for two guys on their level, and obviously mm-hmm. you know Danielson, one of the best of all time. Harwood, really good. You know, like him a lot. Had a very strong year. I thought for two guys on their level, if you grade on that scale, I thought it was really disappointing. I thought I thought they did another one of these wanky. Um, it tick off the list of of things a great match has to have. Matches, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm really bored of that. Um, uh, you know, um, and I think I think as great as FTR are, I think I think their matches tend to have that a lot. Um, yeah, I was very underwhelmed by that match. Right.
0: Uh, then we, we we fly over to Rampage. for
1: Rampage. Let's you, just, we we will ju- we will just say Ruby Soho came back and that was nice. And Taz sang the music as And Taz sang, he, you could tell he was debating should I say for this dramatic moment, should I sing the song? And he eventually gave in to his 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 correct instincts and he sang it. <laughs> Return from Injury Jones here.
0: <laughs> um okay, let's get to Rampage quickly. Um Speaking of the, what we were just talking about with um, Ricky Starks, right? This this was this was the opposite. This was Darby Allen selling for ten minutes for Cole Carter
1: of, <laughs> yeah. all, of all
0: people. Fake like, I sting, get, yeah. Fake. <laughs> it's. I get that uh, Darby's thing is he is small and he he kind of has to sell a lot in his matches. But like, come on now, Cole Carter. This should have been. Two minutes long, Derby, being bish bash bosh, rock and roll, and hits him with the the coffin drop. You're
1: out of there. Yeah. Or even even kind of like the 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 Ricky match. The you know, maybe not on Dynamite because nobody gives a shit. But maybe on the last couple of Rampages, Cole Carter could have. Killed some jabrones, maybe in preparation for this. Instead of having him go ten minutes, nobody knows who the fuck. Still, nobody knows who the fuck he is. And he's- he
0: he moves pretty well in the ring. I'll give him that.
1: I've nothing yeah. against the guy in the ring, but it's just like I just I, I'll never forget him being revealed as fake Sting, and everyone was like, "That could be Jeff Farmer's son." I have no idea like <laughs> who this guy is.
0: Um, you had Keith Lee backstage being interviewed by Renee and Shane Taylor showed up. Oh, really? I didn't hear about this. Yeah. That's Keith Lee's former Ring of Honor friend. Yeah. And challenge Lee to a, a match at a Final Battle, right? And you go, Oh, that sounds good. Keith Lee and Shane Taylor, that two big it. hosses. No, it's it's a tag team match player. Oh. It's going to be um, Shane Taylor and J.D. Griffey, who I'm not sure even exists. I think that might be made up. What? Uh, against Keith Lee and I guess Swerve. Because then Swerve was there, and Keith Lee went, can I trust you or something? Even but though, No,
1: you know you can you... It What <laughs> you
0: It was an odd segment, uh, just just ah. a hot shot of match for the
1: uh, Ring of Honor, Pape. See, if you just told me it was, why would you not just do Keith Lee and Shane Taylor? I don't understand that. The very first time I saw Keith Lee was uh, when I went to Dallas, and I saw him with Shane Taylor in a dark match, I believe. I don't even think it was on the yeah. show. There you go. That's very
0: odd. Um... We got a re- uh, the briefest of recaps of the Preston Vance thing, which wasn't mentioned on Dynamite.
1: That not being mentioned on Dynamite is crazy because that was like the most notable thing that's happened on Rampage since fucking CM Punk was on the show. It felt like yeah. genuinely great and not a peep about it. I mean, it's kind of like you look at this Rampage lineup and the fact that they didn't replay that. And I'm like, are, are you just are, are you just calling quits on this show? Do you know what I mean? Is it just like ah, oh, it's it's done? Who cares? And they didn't have any.
0: I was expecting there would
1: be a storyline,
0: like update on William Regal after Dynamite. None no, none of that. Uh, oh, here's here's my true nitpick of the week. Right, go on. This is this is a nitpick. This isn't even a criticism. This is a nitpick where you can hire Paul Griffin because I got the attention to detail that fucking Tony
1: Khan does not have. Right, I would love to see that. <laughs>
0: Well, here it is. This this is Paul Griffin's finishing class. Tony, listen oh, up, God. right? So he had the acclaimed in the ring, being interviewed by Renee, and uh, they said that they're going to challenge for the titles, or they they're going to defend their titles against the best tag team, the second best tag team, AW, Right, and so the Gun Club came out, and then Jeff Jarrett and his goon squad came out, and they were all arguing about who who's getting the title shot. And then FTR came out. Was revealed that FTR are actually the team who are getting the title shot. They're the second best team in, in AW, right? And the uh, Dax and 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 Cash came into the ring. They offered the handshake. They shook the hands with with the, the champions, and that's the match I think that's going to be on. Is it going to be on Dynamite.
1: That's this Dynamite week? this week, yeah. Right.
0: So what should have happened was FTR come out. They offer the handshake, and the acclaimed say no, no, no. We, we, and they offer the scissor shake back. And they do the scissors
1: and the crowd go crazy. That's what I would mm. y- Your nitpick is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, no why, I Why would they do the scissors before the big dramatic match where the AEW tag team champions go up against the self-proclaimed best tag team in the world with all the other belts?
0: Cause you gotta give the people what they want.
1: If they, you, well, yeah, but after after the match, when they're when, when they're all sweaty and they've had their big, great match and the crowd's cheering, then you can you, do it there too. You, you can, can do, do it, but there no, too. but you where, But where's the tension for the match if they're <laughs> before the match even starts? Do you know what I mean? No, That's, they could, they could do a serious scissor. No, oh my god, <laughs> Tony, fire this man! Get him out of here! <laughs> Send him in with Regal back a, to a, Florida. A straight
0: faced scissor. Oh, oh, very solemn you. very solemnly
1: red heart would never scissor with his opponent before a big title <laughs> match i can assure you
0: um what else we have she is defending her regina d wave championship next week against the bunny Look on I'm
1: dynamite uh no rampage, rampage well that's a that's a rampage match if i've ever heard of it <laughs> yeah
0: uh, Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal and par- Parody is a match that apparently happened. Oh
1: god damn Oh my god <laughs> Uh,
0: They announced that Juice Robinson is signed He's against oh. Mojo at the pay-per-view For the oh. Ring of Honor Because well, that title. last
1: Moxley match was so great We're also talking about it
0: And then Orange Cassidy QT Marshall was the main event for the All-Atlantic title And then the House of Black Beat everybody up That was it
1: wonder if one of the house of black boys are getting that title off of cassidy it would it would would make sense
0: i think i i feel like they're just spinning plates until um or spinning wheels (laughs) spinning plates they're (laughs) jugglers now Um, (laughs) until the best of seven series is over and then i think they'll get one of them okay next in line for the title that makes sense even even as a, a way of appeasing the uh the unhappy boys
1: yeah, we'll see. I feel like the elite are winning those that series now don't. And then know House of Black. I don't know if they're dropping it to the House of Black though. Well, they might
0: not be dropping them, but it'll be it'll be something for them to do.
1: It'll be something for them to do for sure.
0: Right. That's your wrestling fix for the week.
1: That is the wrestling guff. And uh we'll jump into movies here. And it is of course the festive season, uh, which means I've got my John Williams on <laughs> Do, 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 do. Yes, I got the yearly watch of Home Alone down. It's still Home Alone. You know what to expect. For some reason, our also yearly watch of Christmas with the Cranks was done. That continues to not be very good. I'll let you know next year if I change my mind on it. Um, and also the Santa Claus. I mean, these are movies that we've talked about to death on, on, on this podcast. The Santa Claus, you know, is what it is um the the thing about the santa claus that i I realize more and more every year is that the parts where tim allen is is struggling with being santa irl are really good and then anything that involves uh, like a child actor who is supposed to be an elf any of the more fantastical elements are all absolutely terrible um but uh you know whatever i i can't wait to get to that new thing he did on disney plus it's I don't even know if it's a movie or a series. Uh,
2: but yeah, Christmas movies under the way. Anyone else watch the movie this week? I watched the movie. Saw a movie today. Go on. Um, um, as it is the Christmas season, we went to see a movie about uh, summer holidays. Um, Lovely. It's called uh, After Sun. It's the debut debut picture from uh, filmmaker, Charlotte Wells, starring uh, your man, Paul Mescal, and oh, yeah. newcomer Frankie Corio. And, um, so it's about a single father and daughter that go on a kind of two week holiday to, um, to Turkey. And it's, a, you know, coming of age, movie movie kind of coming of age for both of them. Cause he's quite a young dad. I don't know how poor my scale is. I think he's only 30 in, in real life. He, he plays 30 in the film and his daughter's about 11. So quite, quite relatively close in age. So it kind of explores both of them sort of growing up over the course of the movie. Um, it's, it's very much an eye house movie in the sense that not a lot happens. You know, it's not a okay. movie full of plot. It's very much about the kind of emotions and the feel and the small moments, a lot of implication. So you get a sense that Meth was maybe a bit, of a bit of a bad boy or a bit of a tear away, you know, in the past. But it never really kind of goes into you know, the ins and outs of it. It's not that kind of movie that's revealing, you know, dark secrets. It's, it's much more kind of subtle and, and, um, much more about the characters than that. Um, it's also going to say, it doesn't specifically say when it's set, but it's, it's set in the nineties. You can tell there's no technology and they use a payphone and a lot of 90, big nineties hits in it. They do the Macarena at one point, (laughs) gives gives away when it's set. Um, but I, I really, really enjoyed it. It's, it's kind of one of those that's good to see at the cinema because you don't look at your phone and you actually pay attention to it and sort of take in the visuals. And there are some very long shots where, you know, they hold the shot for what feels like minutes at a time. And it's, mm. it's just just a very kind of still shot, but you really start to take in all of the detail that's in the shot rather than just jump, you know, cut, cut, cut. Um, so I really enjoyed it. Two you know, really, really good, believable performances from, from the two leads um yeah no, i'll give it a big thumbs up you know it's, it's probably not going to be on a, a, every theater um no i think it did get a, a, a pretty good release and uh, so if you do get a chance to see it check it out it was produced by a movie um, Mubi. um mm. the, you know, okay yeah the, the streaming platform uh, mm. in conjunction with bbc films um so yeah very very good very if, if, if you're in the mood for that kind of movie um definitely want to check it out
0: yeah, it's been getting very good reviews.
2: Mm. Very, yeah. very good reviews. Yeah, that's what uh, the, the only new thing I've seen recently. But it was very, very good.
1: How about you, Paul? Anthony, this week? I've
0: watched a movie since 19 two. eighty-two.
1: Zero movie films, uh, onto the television. What TV have you watched, though, Paul? That's lots of TV.
0: TV hey, TV's back. Uh, What did I watch? White Lotus is coming up Next week is the finale As quickly as it arrives It's going to be gone again Um, Yeah, I was a little bit um, Not unimpressed But I was comparing this season To the previous season, I said, ah,
1: it's not as good Uh, People people that I know Who seem very lukewarm on this one Relative to the the first season
0: The last two episodes, I think, kind of Really turned it around Uh, Episodes four and five I haven't watched yesterday's episode i'm gonna watch that after we record um last few episodes have been really really good so i'm hoping that it was just that the first three episodes were just kind of a slow burn start even though i think episode two is very good um yeah the last few episodes have really started to wind it up obviously it's only a seven episode season so um or not no, episode two wasn't good sorry episode two is the episode i didn't like one and three were good um yeah, no, the last last episode was, was was very, very good. Some some real twisties happening. And uh yeah, so I'm, I'm excited. I've heard that the last episode was also very good, so I'm excited to, to give that a watch. I still don't think it comes close to um the quality of season one. Mm. But then season one, like anything like you know, typically with anthology, season one was exciting and new and fresh. And when you're kind of doing that again you lose a lot of the excitement because you, you have a feeling of, of at least mm. some of the the beats of it and, and where it might be going. But no the last last um last couple of episodes were really good. So I'm hoping that episode six and episode seven will really stick the landing and, and make it stand out on its own as, as another season worth watching. But uh mm. well season one I, I thought was excellent. Season two so far very good. I w okay. I wouldn't even be lukewarm on it anymore. I think the last two episodes were good enough to to bring it back up. But it's like you know, you're going from a going from a ten to an eight. That kind of that kind of drop off, but it's still very good, it, it, its own right. Uh, Rick and Morty's back after its month-long uh, hiatus. Two episodes uh, have come out since. Um, one of which I thought was very, very good. Um, probably the most, and this going to sound mad for anyone who hasn't seen the new episodes, but maybe the most literally meta episode they've ever done. Okay. Uh, and I I thought it was very well done. It wasn't like annoyingly so. It was actually a clever, quite a clever take on it. Um. So yeah, Rick and Morty back in my good books for the time being. Last okay. few episodes I thought were very very fun. Uh, and then also I'm watching uh, when I have time for it because with with the World Cup going on, there's there's hardly time for anything else. But I've been watching, still watching RuPaul's Drag Race, trying to catch up as quickly as I can. <gasps> Before the new season begins. uh, Or it has. Maybe it's begun already. I don't know. But (laughs) I'm trying trying to get caught up on. The season I'm watching now. Which is All-Star 7. And the UK seasons. Which are always better than the US seasons. For the reasons which I mentioned before. Which I'll mention again for anyone who hasn't heard. Which is that the US queens are very all. Oh my god. mm, And the UK queens are. Oh my fucking binge. (laughs) definite pantomime dame uh history yeah. to the uk drag queens um so i want to catch up on those before before the new um what do you call it the uh the flagpole season the the, the main Flag. season flagship. The flagship flagship flagpole. Flagpole. <laughs> oh, the pole's gonna be flagpole. um yeah i always enjoy watching that but uh Compared to other shows, Drag Race episodes are an hour long. So watching that can sometimes be a bit of a commitment. That is a bit To World Cup is on. Mm. Um, That's it. Uh, And then in terms of games, the other place I'm spending my time. uh, Obviously, I started playing Pokemon Violet last week. Uh, Completed the game. Almost have the Pokedex fully completed. I've Mm. got 395 out of 400. Okay. So I've got, that must be close to like 99% completion. Um, but it's one of those things where the ones I need are in the other game. So I'm waiting for my friend, who's also playing it, to get them for me so he can give them to me. But he doesn't have them yet. So I, I'm just kind of stuck. I can't play it anymore. Um, obviously, the reviews were not good for the old Pokemon. Mm. Very, very lukewarm reviews. I, I think iGen gave it a 6 which you know, on the IGN scale, that might as well be a 2. Uh, you'll rarely see anything on IGN scored below a 5 or six. 6. Um, I wouldn't be quite that harsh on it, but having played it all now, uh, it definitely feels uh, unfinished. It feels a step back from Sword and Shield. I think Sword and Shield are the, the pinnacle of the series. Hmm. Uh, anyone with a Switch who's considering, maybe I'll try a Pokemon game. Sword and Shield is where way to go, not Violet and Scarlet. Uh, for one, it does that Paper Mario thing of it's not really an RPG anymore. It's just like an adventure game. And I always enjoyed the, the RPG elements of Pokemon. Uh, the story is typically weak. Po- story in Pokemon has been bad for years and years and years now. Of course, yeah. But... Um, you know, I like I used to like you know, the milestones along the way of finding a new city, and maybe there'd be some fetch quests, or maybe you'd find a house and a guy would give you an item, or, or, or like that's all been stripped out of the game. There's none of none of that anymore. Um so basically what you do is you you, you find a new town, you can't go into any of the buildings. So we're in like GTA two territory. Again. We've got <laughs> like a time here folks. You can't go into any of the buildings. There's no real character interactions along the way. You're just traversing the world, catching Pokemon, uh, which which is, I you know, I don't, I don't not enjoy that, but that's that's only one element of it. I, I always enjoyed the, uh, the more RPG heavy elements of Pokemon. It's, it's, you know, turn-based battles and all that are still there, but definitely feels more like the Pokedex is really the point of the game. And if you're not into collecting the Pokemon, there's not really going to be a lot here for you, because that's basically the bulk of the game. Uh, performance issues abound, as you might have heard. Yeah. Uh, um, as I said, seems slightly better for me in handheld mode than than docked, but they're there for sure and they are distracting and, and noticeable. And um yeah, I think the game gets the story-wise gets a little bit more interesting as you reach at the very end. But um yeah, I, I don't think it's one that's going to long live in the memory. I think mm-hmm. the decision to go open world on its own was fine. But in order for them to do that, it seems like they had stripped strip away a lot of the things that made those games fun to play. So it was right. kind of a bit of a compromise. And so it kind of feels unfinished. It doesn't feel like the sum of its parts in that sense. It feels like it's, it's not a proper open world game and it's not a proper RPG. It's just kind of a, a limp half and half. Hmm. Um, which is, I guess, the biggest disappointment. But yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'm I'm never going to play it again once I get these last five Pokemon I need. And uh, which is a shame because I was, you know, excited for them to move into open world. You know, as a kid when I used to play Red and Blue and Gold and Silver and that, I always imagined, oh, what about a real game? You can go wherever you want to do. And it's like, well, this is the reality of it. It's just a big, empty, ugly world with a you know, <laughs> terrible art style, terrible graphics doesn't run particularly well there's nothing to do in the world
1: (laughs) you just gotta wait until they put out pokemon shiny violet or whatever the fuck they'll eventually call it well
0: i don't think i'd even bother uh (laughs) they'll bring out dlc or something i'm not particularly interested in in getting any dlc for this game I, i feel like the game's got nothing more to um offer me unfortunately that's a shame it is
1: um oh sorry much better pokemon rabbits
0: sparks of hope so having beaten pokemon i'm now on uh rabbits uh which is the christmas game i got for my brother so i have to beat that before before he uh, can have it yeah before he can have it it's uh yeah see that to me feels like a game where ubisoft looked at the previous one and said okay what can we build on here and make better and I feel like they've done that. I, I've played it for, like, maybe five, six hours already. Uh, I feel like, yeah, it's, it just feels like a, a much improved version of the previous game. So the, they, they have implemented little, a little, I guess, open world system where previously it was a lot more linear. It was always like Mario World levels of linearity where you just right. walk from level to level to level to level to level. This, you have a little open world. like There's five worlds in the game. And you have a little map. It's a little bit like Lost Legacy, I guess. You have a little map. Here's your objectives. Here's your things you can do. Your collectibles, and off you go. And yeah, it just feels super, super well put together. They've imp- tweaked and improved the battle system. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a, a better version of the game that came before. So well done for them.
1: All righty. Uh, I never got around to playing the first one. I have it here somewhere, it's, but I never... It's very good. Actually, I I I need to get to those. Uh, this week I, I was playing more. God of War Ragnarok, which my mood on that game is sort of every couple of days I go, I should probably play more of that, give it another hour or two, see if it grabs me, and then it doesn't, and then I put it down and I play anything else. And then a week later I go, oh, you know what? I should probably play more God of War Ragnarok. And it's just very, it's very similar to the last one yeah and it's also and that it, that seems harsh but also the last one had tons of wow factor because they had this like wild premise of just like taking this character from like a series based entirely around greek mythology and plopping them in the norse world and also it was first time on a new console and it was like they completely Wrote the story completely differently to make Kratos a whole different character. It was all very new and exciting, and then this one you've lost that wow factor. You also have the same the same mechanics as the last game, and unfortunately, it's also paying for the broader the sins of the broader AAA space where it's it's got the same mechanics as everything it's a game that's anything do you know what i mean it's it's this could be any game if you didn't have kratos in it do you know what i mean it's kind of like it had it had a super strong you know sony first party style opening where there's mm-hmm. story and cutscenes and set pieces and a boss fight and characters are showing up and then it settles into this pattern of okay we're walking and we're talking this dialogue he's talking to the kid he's talking to the head okay oh this what looks like a really big arena ahead of us oh Lots of fighting, okay? And the fighting is fine. It's not bad, but it's not super stimulating either. Okay, we beat the fighting. Time for um, another one of these puzzles where you have to break the little symbols on the chest to open the chest that you did 70 of in the 2018 game. Um, Exact same exact same and like I'm about 4 hours in I've done like 5 of them already <laughs> right. um and then oh time to do what every single triple a video game has to do by law or the developers are killed on the spot which is I have to go into a menu and compare this chest armor with this chest armor and right. this one has plus 2 lock and this one only has plus 1 lock but it also has plus 1 defense <laughs> right what do I want, lads? And now this one is is green for common, but this one's blue for uncommon. Ooh. And it's like, and again, I feel like people said this about Breath of the Wild too, but everything is looked at in a different context post-Elden Ring, where you're stumbling into caves and you're getting into a wild fight with a crazy monster and the fucking thing you get out of it feels really earned and you're super excited about it. And I still remember how hard I spent three hours getting the fucking curved bloodfang sword whatever it's called in in elden ring and it and i and i spent all day grinding to be one boss and then i got it and 20 hours later i'm still using it in god of war you're picking up fucking armor pieces and just shite left right and center none of it means anything you're going into a menu and just looking at this number or that number you're you know nothing changes the way you play you've, you've six different skill trees there's one for you there's one for the boy there's one for your axe there's one for the swords there's one for the bow <laughs> it's like and it doesn't matter i'm i've so far i've gotten every upgrade that my character is is able to get so far because there's it's like it, it's like i want i wanted to come to them say do, do, do you know what a skill tree is supposed to be it's a tree you have to pick a branch and specialize in a tactic that's what a role-playing game is in this it's kind of like these are just upgrades that you just get. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And it's like it doesn't matter what you pick first because you're going to get the other ones anyway. It's just so rote and tired. And I, I, I feel a little bit harsh on this game because it is paying for the sins of the broader industry. But also, it's it, the 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 emotion is 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 what is what it is, which is I'm just really bored so far. Um, and I don't want to give up because I do like the characters, and it's 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 got lots of cool individual parts. It's a God of War game. It looks great. It sounds great. The dialogue is nice. It's interesting. It's got spectacle, but I'm 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 pretty bored by it, unfortunately. Um, right. So yeah, that's God of War. Uh, some other little things I touched upon. I downloaded Survivor I O, which is a phone game. It's on iOS and Android. So this is apparently the uh, progenitor of Vampire Survivors. This is the the original game that Vampire Survivors was aping somewhat, um, not somewhat, it took the idea um, uh, and slapped a sort of Castlevania aesthetic on it. So Survivor IO is really fun, um, but it kind of goes to show how important aesthetics are because Survivor IO looks like just any phone game with really kind of boring, picture a phone game in your head it has those aesthetics Right. Um, and the mechanics are the exact same as Vampire Survivors but it just has a way less appealing um, visual style and that's Survivor IO, it's okay and it's free as well so um there's that uh, I started Signalis on Xbox that's on Game Pass and it's a game that's kind of it's a 2D um uh top-down or isometric. It's kind of halfway. It's, it's, I think isometric is probably the best way to describe it. It's a 2D mm. survival horror game that's like really, really, really intensely trying to do the PlayStation 1 horror game thing, Resident Evil, Dino Crisis, things like that. So you're kind of walking around, fixed camera angles, very limited ammo, dodging enemies, solving puzzles. It's dimly lit. Uh, dystopian future where the corporations enforce the law. Very popular in fiction now. What if the corporations <laughs> were in charge? Did you ever think about that, lads? Oh. So you're finding notes where it's like, oh, this person was found stealing company secrets. His punishment, two shifts of overtime. It's all that kind of stuff. Um, but it is very atmospheric and it's very cool and um, I, I'm, I'm intrigued to play more of that uh, that is signalis and again that is on the game pass if you are so inclined and uh, the other big gaming thing I did this week was I got my steam deck here it is in all its glory oh it looks like a big it just looks like a big fat switch I mean that is what it looks like Um and I think my one of my big concerns when they announced this thing and started showing off was that that's what it would it would feel like a brick, but it it actually just feels like a big switch. Like a picture of a switch in your hands, like imagine if they put out an XL model. That's what the Steam Deck feels like. Um I got it and I've I've spent the majority of my time so far like Going, can this run on the Steam Deck and and spending an hour downloading thing and then booting it up and playing it for twenty minutes? Oh, it does. Oh, okay, cool. Okay, right, next thing. Um, <laughs> uh, so um yeah, like a lot of setup as well. So obviously, one of the main reasons I got it is that it's like you know like an emulation powerhouse. It can do all the way up to like three sixty if you're willing to install uh, Windows on it. You can play Xbox three sixty games on it, which is crazy. Um, and so I bought like a massive SD card. Flung it on there, and if you're if you're in my age group and your nostalgia is for disc-based games like CD and DVD, that's where the game sizes get massive. Obviously, you can fucking you know you could put the entire NES library on a one gigabyte <laughs> like like memory card at this stage. Uh, but once you start getting into the PS1 and, and and PS2 library, those files are massive. So I spent like a whole day loading that SD card because. I have hundreds of PS1 and PS2 games, and they take ages to transfer over. So then I was doing that, and then I had to set up the emulators, and then I was doing the thing that I was making the thing download the box art so it looks all nice and thing. And then, then when the time that was all done, it was nearly time to bed. And then the next day I had to go to work. So I've done more time like tinkering with it than sed- than actually sitting and playing with it. But um, it's very cool. It is. It, it's it's really fun. Um, I have mainly played old games on it. Um, lots of PS2 stuff. It all runs really well um uh of the of the games i kind of of the steam games i i wanted to test out i i played a lot of spider-man uh obviously they put out the ps4 game on pc last year last year or whenever it was uh really cool uh, like a super novel thing to have that handheld um it, you know uh, um i played about two hours of that runs great i just before i in the show i i played a little bit of control um which is a f- extremely taxing game uh so i was very curious to see how that did and it's um uh, i mean it runs better than the original ps4 version which is a, which is a very pleasant surprise um and what else was there i i was tempted to download red dead 2 but it's 100 gigs and i would literally just be downloading it to go, oh look at that red dead 2 on that, <laughs> on that and then i'd just be uninstalling it because i have no interest in playing through like 80 hours of that again um but it's it's super impressive it's really really impressive um uh it is one thing i would say i was talking to a friend of mine about it who was asking about it and he he's really not interested in any kind of tinkering at all any kind of the thing i would say is that it, it is a pc it is not a it is not valve's version of a switch where you buy it and you just install any game from your steam library and it just works it's not that um they've kind of split the difference between a console-ish experience and a pc but it's a PC in in the ways that matter, I think. You have to faff around with some settings. You have to be willing to like uh like I booted up Spider-Man and uh uh it it you know like most modern PC games, it kinda auto-detects what your hardware is. And right. so Spider-Man is like, okay, you can run everything at medium. And then it's like, it's running at this like uncapped one minute at 32 frames, one minute at 60, one minute at 48. And even though all the numbers are technically high, it's horribly paced. So even though it's a high frame rate, it's chunky. And so you have to, you have to still like you would on a normal PC, you have to go in and say, okay, I'm going to turn this down. I'm going to turn this down. I'm going to put a cap on the frame rates because I'd rather it be steady than, than all over the place. It's yeah. still that, right? So, so it, you know, if little Timmy, Thinks it's a souped-up switch, and he gets it. Christmas morning, he might have a nightmare. Um, uh, so that that's worth considering. The other the other weird tech factor on it is that it is a Linux device, and the vast majority of games you'd want to play on Windows are, are on on Steam are Windows games. So they basically have like this sort of secret sauce called Proton that basically just lets Windows games run on Linux. That's about as techy an explanation as I can muster because I don't understand it. And that's super cool and super impressive, but it's not 100% compatible uh, with all games. And it's lots of really weird stuff. Like I can run Spider-Man Remastered on the Steam Deck. I can't play the PC version of Marvel Snap. Why? Dunno. It just doesn't it, it just doesn't play nice with Proton, which is the name of the tech that gets the Linux games running, gets the Windows games running on Linux and getting all mixed up. Um, and it's one of those things where there's like already community websites and Reddits and Discords where the community are doing their own testing and saying, yes, this works or no, this doesn't work. Or yes, this works if you turn this setting to blank. Do you know what I mean? It's 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 that kind of thing. It's not plug-and-play, um, uh, which I think is a little bit of a turn-off, but it is, uh, it's is—it's super cool. And I i, I will be, um, uh, I imagine, talking about it more in the coming weeks. Um, as, as someone who, obviously, I'm, I mean, I'm recording on this laptop here, but it's its old, and it wasn't especially cutting-edge when I got it. So PC games have kind of been off-limits for me for, for a while, uh, and the Steam Deck... Uh, um, helps me bridge that gap the one the one thing i've actually played extensively and not just test tinkered with and then given up on has been a uh, uh, neon white which i talked about a few uh a couple of months i played it like sorry that came out in the summer and i was really intrigued by it but again i was playing it on my laptop and i couldn't have been arsed sitting at the laptop <laughs> and playing it it's like a speed runny first person shooter game really really cool I thought that would be a good test of the kind of ergonomics because, like I said, it's a it's a big fucking fat boy, and you're kind of thinking to yourself, is this going to be comfortable in the hand? Like the switch for for I remember people were a bit surprised at the size of that thing when it came out, like relative to like the DS or the three DS, and everyone was kind of pleasantly surprised when it came out. Same with this. I kind of op- open the box and I'm like fucking hell, is this going to even be comfortable to play with? Mm. So like neon white, super twitchy, super you need to be responsive and you need to have good control good game to test it and it's great i mean it's it's again switch like once you pick it in your hands you go okay yeah this is fine uh so yeah that's the steam deck super cool um uh uh, a a tentative thumbs up on that we'll see we'll see if i run into any other kind of uh you know i mean anything anything else as devastating as not being able to play marvel snap on it um uh, i have to use my fucking phone like a peon um (laughs) Any Marvel Snap updates, by the way, boys? Are we Are we snapping still? Oh, I'm snapping. I've been snapping hard. I am. Um, oh, uh, Joe's been snapped.
2: I, I I got a bit fed up with my uh, destroy strategy. So okay. I experimented with a few others. I tried uh, discard strategy. So there's cards that you can discard and they come back more powerful. Or yes. It gives you bonuses and things like that. It uh, didn't work very well. Gave up on that very quickly <laughs> and then went to a kind of movement-based strategy where you move cards from one location yeah. to the other, which also... Yeah, I've seen people have a lot of success with. I couldn't get it working; just didn't work for me. Ended up dropping from like forty-seven to thirty-nine, which is very disappointing. Ooh. So I went back. I went back to the old strategy. I went back to destroy, retoured my my deck a little bit, and got up to level fifty-one. So I finally Ooh. broke through that level fifty barrier that I was trying to get to. So um, the glass ceiling. Yeah, yeah. So I'm pretty happy with that, and um, obviously it's been the. Uh, I do if it's Sinister London is the location. They have like a highlight location of the week that then pops up more often, right. uh, more frequently than other locations. And that's the one where it duplicates your card four times at one location. Right. So if you've got a card that has a certain power, you basically get that four times with one card, which is the most fun. Like, that's my favorite location. Yeah. Sinister London. Um, so yeah, having a lot of fun with that. I've been... Doing, I've been using the strategy that Barry uh, advocated so harshly against the other week, which is (laughs) using the the Green Goblin to do a minus three points on my opponent at times (sighs) times four, so they end up with (laughs) minus (laughs) twelve. So not only do they get minus twelve, it also fills their their fills their their thing. They can't use it either. So uh, that's actually very clever. That's so satisfying. (laughs) It's It's evil but clever. It's very evil but um, luckily I don't mind the ways the dark arts. No, uh, no, you have to be ruthless. You gotta be. So, yeah, loving Marvel Snap.
1: Good old Marvel Snap. Game of the Year contender, Marvel Snap. Mm. All righty. And I think that's going to um, uh, uh, bring our show to a close for this week. We will be back uh, next week, you know, football pending. Um. Uh. But well, we'll be back in one form or another. There's no matches. I think there's matches next week. I mean, I might be hungover, but we'll see. (laughs) Um. Uh. We will be back in some capacity at some time next week. Uh. Chatting. I'd imagine more World Cup, more AEW developments, maybe more Regal stuff. Who knows. Uh, more Rick and Morty, almost certainly. I got to get back on the Twin Peaks bandwagon, actually, as well. We have only watched three episodes, so I need I need to get back on that. We'll uh, we'll update you there next week as 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 this show continues on. In the meantime, if you want to reach out, chairshoppodcast.com you can pop us an email with a take, a question, an opinion, a quiz, whatever's on your mind, and we will uh, we will check it out. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that's everything we need to get to. So, with all that said, it's goodbye from me, Barry. It's goodbye from Joe. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from Paul. Goodbye. Okay,